Hi, this is Carol Miller, and welcome to our Get the Let Out calendar. On June 11th, 1985, Robert Plant made his way back to the U.S. for his second tour as a solo artist. On both tours, Plant resisted the temptation to sing Zeppelin songs, but he didn't need to. He had just put out his third solo album and now had his first number one single. Don't have to tell you the title. being said, we were also one month away from the first Led Zeppelin reunion. But I'll save that for another Led Zepp update. By June 12, 1970, Led Zeppelin had recently recorded several newly written songs. One recording was labeled Robert's Song, but it was really a collaboration between Plant and Jimmy Page from their stay at Bronner Cottage. Jimmy recalled, quote, It was one of those days after a long walk, and we were setting back to the cottage. We had a guitar with us. It was a tiring walk coming down off a ravine, and we stopped and sat down. I played the tune, and Robert sang the first verse straight off. We had a tape recorder with us, and we got the tune down. Robert says that about half an hour later, Jimmy and Charlotte Martin conceived their daughter Scarlett. On June 13, 1972, a crowd of 16,847 at the Spectrum in Philadelphia spontaneously clapped in rhythm, spurring Led Zeppelin into their first live rendition of Bring It On Home in over a year. Zeppelin liked it so much, they played it again the next night on Long Island, and again later in the month at the LA Forum. Incidentally, the Spectrum had hosted Jeff Beck at a concert in May with support from Todd Rundgren. Their big concert in July was going to be Faces with Rod Stewart and support from Badfinger. Zeppelin was on their third year of being booked everywhere without opening acts. It was 45 years ago in June 1973 that Robert Plant showed Jimmy Page around North Africa. We just had to get away, so we went to Morocco. It was great to get away, and especially as Jimmy, I don't think he'd been to Morocco before. It was good for me to show him places that I'd been to in a kind of, and that kind of hubbub of Marrakesh, chaos. Once Jimmy got a feel for Moroccan music, he thought of it as trance music, and said he couldn't help but reassess everything he thought he'd known. You can tell listening to Led Zeppelin's next few albums. By June 15, 1970, the members of Led Zeppelin had just recorded some of their newly written songs, most of which were destined for their third album. Before they had gone into the studio, they had rehearsed at Headley Grange and wrote something tentatively called Overlord, or Song in F. It developed into one of the few Led Zeppelin studio recordings that did not feature a guitar solo in the finished product, but not because they didn't try to do it.
On June 18, 1966, Jimmy Page attended a Yardbirds concert as the guest of his longtime friend Jeff Beck when an opportunity opened up for Jimmy before his very own eyes. I think it was the Oxford Union dance, so it was a May Ball or something like that. And that night, there was a row. That's Jimmy's very British way of saying there was a loud dispute among the Yardbirds. And the bass player left the band. And they had to play the Marquee Club. And they didn't have anybody, couldn't work out they were going to get to fill in on bass. So I volunteered to play bass so that we could then mutate into this plan of having Jeff and myself on lead guitars and the rhythm guitarist would take over the, the bass duties. And that's what happened. 30 years ago, on June 19, 1988, Jimmy Page released his solo album Outrider, which featured three instrumentals but also the vocals of three different singers on six songs. I wanted to use Chris Farlow because he had such a strong identity to his voice. After working with somebody, you know, as immediately identifiable as Robert, I needed somebody with that strength of vocal character of their own. I think you can tell from hearing the album that, you know, it really worked well. We worked well together on that. Um, John Miles is, is technically a really superb vocalist, and what can we say about Robert? He's brilliant. Jimmy used two different drummers in the studio, and the one he'd be taking on tour with him in the U.S. in the fall was Jason Bonham. He certainly got the, the, the sort of power within his drumming, which is uh, I mean, it's just right for me anyway. Fifty years ago, on June 20th, 1968, Robert Plant performed with the band Ops Tweedle at a pub called Three Men in a Boat. There were rooms above the pub, and Robert Plant lived in one of those rooms. In another room, Ops Tweedle keyboardist Billy Bonham lived whose father, William Bonham Sr., was the band manager. Ops Tweedle used three men in a boat as their rehearsal spot, and they were playing regular concerts there several times a month throughout the spring, with bookings continuing throughout the summer. That same week, the split-up of the Yardbirds became public knowledge when singer Keith Ralph and drummer Jim McCarty publicly announced they were leaving the group. If Jimmy Page was to keep the Yardbirds going, he would need a new singer and drummer at least. On June 21st, 1976, John Bonham shared drinks with Paul McCartney backstage at the LA Forum. Wings were on their tour and they had a whole slew of guests in the audience, not only Bonham but also Elton John, Diana Ross and Ringo Starr. One year later, on the same date, John Bonham was back at the same venue for one of six nights with Led Zeppelin. On one of those six nights, there was the unexpected onstage guest appearance by fellow drummer Keith Moon. I tell you what rock and roll's all about. Hey. Keith Moon! Ten years ago, on June 21st, 2008, Robert Plant got to play at Red Rocks Amphitheater for the third time of his career. This time, he was performing with Alison Krauss on their Raising Sand tour. 35 years ago, on June 22nd, 1983, Robert Plant attempted a TV appearance with a band including Queen drummer Roger Taylor, along with Bob Mayo on guitar, who was probably better known as Peter Frampton's keyboard player. At a TV studio in Newcastle, Plant played a set of his solo material, but he was very unhappy with it, and he paid money to take it home, and it's never been seen, and that was the only shape of the performance. That same day, the Marquee Club in London hosted a Yardbirds reunion with three original members. They would release two albums from the studio under the name Box of Frogs with one guest appearance from Jimmy Page in 1986.
This is Carol Miller. Thanks for getting the let out. Check back next week for another Get the Let Out Calendar podcast.